It's the Off Grid Prep Family Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Off Grid Prep Family Podcast. Episode 30. Is it 30 already? Isn't that crazy? Wow. Episode 30, getting control of your food supply. Yeah. More important than ever. Every day you wait, it gets a little more expensive. <laughs> it's pretty wild. It's crazy. I haven't been to the grocery store lately, but I've seen prices online, yeah. and I've heard about the prices in the grocery store, and yikes. We're we're focusing on the, uh, the adage of teaching a man to fish. Yeah. And learning how to control your food supply is basically... You're learning how to fish. Yeah, it's a skill. It could be literally... Figuring out how to source these things. Yeah. There are literally procurement people, and that's their job, is procuring. And what we've found (laughs) in growing your own food is just about everything online is wrong. Probably. Odds are. Wrong in general. Where they live. Yeah. With the bugs they have. It just doesn't work. Climate they have. You can't just... Even our land is yeah. its own little microclimate. Even growing a garden 400 feet away from a previous garden spot is a totally different thing. I noticed that today. We basically have three areas of vines. Mm-hmm. And the vines around our house, mm-hmm. far and away, are doing the best. Yeah. The vines by the cottage, which are yeah. the oldest. Yeah surprisingly aren't doing as well but they're older so they have more fruit but the yeah. leaves aren't as healthy and finally the vines which are kind of middle age compared mm-hmm. to the three row they're doing the worst they're the furthest from the house they're now the i don't know to the ocean but it's not like i don't know the science close. behind that but from what yeah. i can tell is the energy that we have maybe the things that we care about stuff. thrive closer to us yeah and that's just from observation mm-hmm. so that you will struggle to find in any lesson tutorial mm-hmm. gardening lesson but yeah. it's something we have witnessed and it is unequivocally true yes so we're talking about building security for the unknown yeah uh, there's a quote those who are prepared are usually spared yeah that's true it's, yeah, it's when like you prepare we found that when you prepare for the specific bad thing the bad thing doesn't come. Yeah, or you're so unbothered by it that it doesn't matter, maybe. Yeah, (laughs) usually it doesn't show up, and it's kind of frustrating. You're like, well, I prepared for this, and now it's not (laughs) here. That's better than the bad thing happening. Preparing, unless you're preparing for something super, super specific, you're covering lots of bases. Yeah. Like, I know a lot of people prepare for zombie apocalypse because that kind of covers a lot of things, and it's kind of funny to say... Um, but like if you prepare for an earthquake you're probably also prepared for a tsunami if you're preparing yeah. for crazy hyperinflation good... you're probably also prepared for a job loss or yeah. something else going wrong in your life one of the first things we did when we started our I guess what's officially now our prepping journey mm-hmm. is eliminate as many bills as we could Yeah. like emphatically all those things even the like nine dollar bills like we we kept Prime. We did. That was it. That's it. That's yeah. it for we online streaming. We found the streaming. cheapest cell phones. We found like the cheapest, cheapest everything, everything that we couldn't get away with. And then we got rid of everything else. Everything else. Because yeah. it's just not worth it. Yeah. We have to take a quick break 
to think major mom's major mom uh it's an all natural and safe insecticide and herbicide in one powerful spray it is it's beautiful you can use it around your foundation horrible? or your decks sorry is it horrible what's the right description like it causes horror among plants <laughs> But it's it not a horrible destroys, It destroys plants. It's, it's beautiful. It's I'm going to say beautiful. You can use it on your fence lines so mm -hmm. you don't have to weed whip. You, you can, can use it in your garden. And around your pool. Yeah, we've been using it in our garden aisles. Yeah. Um, it doesn't prevent your other things from growing. It just kills whatever leaf it touches. Yeah. It is faster than glyphosate and more effective than all the natural home remedies you've seen out there. And it's safe for your pets and for your little humans. It is. And if you visit our site, offgridprepfamily.com, and you buy it from our little store, you can use uh, the coupon code OGPF to get 15 bucks off and free shipping. Nice. So that's pretty sweet. Mm -hmm. All right. Continuing on. What should we be thinking about when we're trying to get control of our food supply? You want to keep two years of seed. That That's a big one. Yeah. And that's hard to do. It's a lot of seed. It's, well, not just seed, but seed that you know you can grow. So there's yeah. a lot of trial and error there. Mm -hmm. And this is like we talked earlier about just getting off the grid. Yeah. And just learning your equipment and what you can get and how it performs. Mm -hmm. Well, this is the same thing, but yeah. with seed. I mean, it took us several years yeah to out and every time you here. move you have to figure yeah. it out over again mm -hmm. you kind of do end up with a baggie of seeds of like i probably will never use these seeds i have that baggie too yeah because it's just not gonna give me good results here but seed is cheap yeah seeds cheaper than food that's for sure it is yeah, yeah. and so we we always try to keep two years worth um it's really frustrating when there's a run on seed or something happens and you can't get what you want the only thing I don't keep two years worth is the alliums because they really start to not germinate well. Yeah, after the so, first 12 months of storage. They yeah, don't, they so don't like uh, chives, onions, garlic, leeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is funny because they're very robust crops. They are. Our chives are out of control. Yeah. Uh, we we just harvested our onions. You can see our reel on oh, Instagram. Yeah. yeah. It's a year's it worth of onions. If you want to see what an ear, a year's worth of onions looks yeah. like for a family of nine. Our wor the worst thing this year is the humidity is so high that oh, it's going to take gonna forever dry. to it's dry out. So when you have uh, seeds stored properly, they're going to last for years. Now, yeah. of course, the best time to start is now. Yeah. Just start buying some seeds. Yeah. We've shopped at MI Gardener. We like MI Gardener. Yeah, really um, consistent, great place to get seeds. Really good germination, mm -hmm. and they sometimes have a fall sale, but you can't be choosy about what you're going to get, and there's no. probably some things they'll be sold out of, so you'll still have to get But you'll be introduced seed. to things that you didn't even know Really existed. interesting varieties. Really cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the amount that he puts in those seed packets is also pretty good for the price. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's fantastic. And free shipping. Uh, we also, we kind of lean towards the places that... Um, sell in bulk quantities so like if they're catering towards like commercial growers and they mm, sell mm -hmm. in quarter pound or half pound or one pound quantities those are the places that i tend to go towards because i can get one packet and it'll do me for like three or four years yeah yeah and now yeah if you're just starting like there is a whole there's an entire art to it and i think yeah. we need to elaborate on this more somewhere right. maybe we have we have a download i think on our store with like my list of my seeds for a year and when i start them and how many i do i, I was referring more to where we get them 
Oh, okay. we haven't done that yet. Yeah, we, we, we know where we get them. Down. Yeah, but what we did uh, this year actually, mm -hmm. we had some gaps to fill, quite a few mm -hmm. because of shortages. Shortages. And and we we, bugs we bought and what we could in the fall, and then yeah. there's just so many shortages that I was like, eh, I need carrots and beets. Uh, for all of us preppers, yeah, uh, you have to keep an open mind, and yeah. an open mind means. We went and bought a bunch of seeds at the hardware store. It was fine. We bought the Mackenzie seeds. They're there every year. They were there when I was a kid. I was impressed with the, uh, you know, the variety or anything. No. But they're still carrots. And you know what? They germinated yeah. and they grow. And now we have a huge carrot row. Yeah. And we had trouble finding carrot seed. And mm -hmm. it, that's... Yeah. So what I'm getting at, as a prepper, I still have an open mind to yeah. using all the means at my disposal, yeah, which pivot. was literally going to a small town hardware yeah. that's been selling those same seeds for <laughs> God knows how many years. Yeah. And it was that, okay. And when you're prepping, you have to consider that. Yeah. Say, maybe the outside the box things aren't yeah. always the right choice. And like, you can't be a diva about it either. Like, I know a lot of people yes. are like, I want heirloom everything, oh. and like, I hate to break it to you, but. There's a lot of hybrids that are in existence for a reason. Yeah. It's not a GMO, it's a hybrid. Yeah. Just the same way that you and I pick our nicest tomato every year and yeah. that's what we save seeds from. Yeah. They have hybrid vigor. They're usually harvestable like 20 to 30 days earlier than a regular one. They're often resistant to all sorts of pests, blossom end rot, blight. Mm -hmm. And you know, we'll still save some seed from them and sometimes yeah. you get something really interesting, sometimes you get the same thing. Yeah, we had a it's pumpkin. It's not like the seed won't grow. We had a pumpkin last year, or the year before I should say. Yeah. Uh, we bought these white pumpkins from the roadside stand. Yeah. You know, they're like two, two dollars a pumpkin, yeah. which is criminal. Yeah. But uh, we bought these white pumpkins, they were okay, they weren't great, but we saved seed from them. And then the next year we planted that same seed, because actually we were short on seeds. Yeah, right? we had lost a bunch to slugs or something. And so, yeah. we got a plant that popped out this one blue Cinderella pumpkin. It was gorgeous. It had thin skin. It yeah. was meat all the way. Yeah. It had orange meat like, like a butternut dark, squash. Dark orange. Yeah. It was so great. So we saved the seeds from this thing. Because, uh -huh. wow, obviously we're getting to the root of something here. Uh -huh. Not one germinated. Yeah. <laughs> but you Not never one. know. You never know. know. It's that's our story. <laughs> that's literally what happened. It was the weirdest thing. We were we do very have disappointed. We popping up there now. I'll but be I don't know. To see yeah. If we get anything from <laughs> so yeah. you never know. But sometimes the mainstays are there yeah. for a reason. Um, you want to start now, as I mentioned. Yeah. You're not going to head into the woods with a packet of survival seeds and grow a garden <laughs> to feed your family. You're just not. It's not no. going to happen. It has taken us years of hard work. The infrastructure, the knocking back the forest, the fertilizer. You know what? Just the energy of the things that grow there. Like yeah. you're fighting weeds and descendants of weeds and the deep rooted the deep things. rootedness yeah. and just the whole vibe. And just like poor soil quality. Yeah. You know, it'll be too acidic or yeah. whatever. The seeds that you're planting that are going to grow food, honestly, these are the weakest things. The yeah. strongest things are all green. They're like a yeah. ripped marathon runner slash bodybuilder. No, they taste horrible. <laughs> so you're trying to plant something that tastes amazing amongst this viciousness. Yeah. It's not going to happen. No. So it's not impossible. But. 
this is what you have that's to not prepping no Just buying a seed bank and putting it in your backpack yeah. and hoping for the best that's not yeah. gonna do you any good it is possible yeah like just stay the course yeah it's gonna suck if this is the <laughs> path you've chosen you've chosen to go outside of the colony okay anyway so you want to grow where you're planted and you want to make concrete plants to grow more next year and the years to come. It's right. a repetition thing. So even if you're in an apartment, yeah. grow something this year and make plans to grow more next year. Whether mm -hmm. that's like getting a plot in that community garden or move into the suburbs. Mm. Or if you're in the suburbs, move into some more land. Like concrete plans yeah. to take more charge. Instead of just being like, oh, I wish one day we could live mm -hmm. out in the woods off-grid. You can. not be nice? And then you never do. No, exactly. You can. I mean, this has to come... Everybody can. Honestly, I think most people who choose to live off the grid were kind of damaged people. Like, we went through some hell that just, like, like, broke us yeah, from... Yeah, you're, like, almost forced I, to, or you're like, I don't care anymore. Yeah, it's that moment where you're like, I... I, I can't I, I can't do this anymore <laughs> I gotta go in and that is fuel for real success that moment when you realize it just this isn't working mm -hmm. it's never gonna work yeah and so you try something new and it's yeah. it's gonna suck it's gonna be great yes but it's gonna be intense it's like getting a new job and you have to relearn all the things yeah but yeah even if you're in town like, I'm always amazed at the amount of stuff we can grow on our windowsill. And, like, all winter long, we do a tray of sprouts every single day. Yeah, we do. The first few weeks, you suck at sprouts. And afterwards, <laughs> you get really good at it, right? Yeah. You, you've got to practice it. It's a skill, and you have to practice your skills. It is. And as we mentioned earlier, there's something about the energy. Like, today, we realized our lacto-fermented pickles... Oh seemed to be not doing so well in the pantry the near one, our wine. one batch wasn't doing so hot because they like fight each other. They do. Yeah. They're, these things are 10 feet apart yeah. and they're microorganisms but yeah. there's clearly some kind of energy there yeah. that we as humans right now so have no idea about. wine and yogurt and sourdough yeah. and lacto-fermentation They're probably going to fight. And our experience in our particular geographical location is going to be completely different. Mm -hmm than say a region who, which primarily grows wine yeah or ferments peaches so mm -hmm. these are things you, you just have to learn them Lower for yourself but you have to be whatever. open yeah. to the idea that weird crap is going to happen that yeah. you won't find answers to on the internet yeah um as far as protein if you're not raising any meat animals i yeah. would consider starting with a block of backyard chickens meat or kings. meat chickens yeah or get some egg layers mm -hmm. Meat chickens are great because it's such like a short commitment. It's a really short commitment. An enormous amount of protein. Like, you can't beat it at no. the grocery store. And really, you're talking eight weeks, maybe 12 if you like them really big. Yeah, ducks suck. As far as geese what you are have mean. to put into them and geese are mean. Yeah. But back here, meat chickens, like, they're, they're really not that much work. No, they're cheap to buy. Yeah. The feed is cheap. It's easy to process. Yeah. Super simple. Yeah. Or egg layers, two per person. Yeah. If you're allowed. Yeah. Um, you don't need a rooster to get eggs. We don't have two per person right now. We lost a couple. Yeah. Just because chickens die. We're this short is what and we're scared of buying any because as soon as you buy something, you get put on the CFIA you get put list, on a here, list. And so you have to like find somebody you trust to buy your hands from. And yeah. It's the a list. Whole the thing. list means that at random they come and kill your flock. Well, and not then at they, random. No, it's random. But they just do it because they at, want to. If 
no, they do. If a farm within 10 kilometers of you uh-huh. has it. But we're surrounded by Our backyard flocks and province chicken farms. farms. Yeah, it's mostly rural. Ugh. Anyways, we also know people who grow quail in an apartment in the city. Right. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Rabbits are also a great option if your city doesn't allow backyard chickens because they're completely mm-hmm. silent. And this is a good example of a personal preference thing. Yeah. We have had rabbit. We've been to. We've lived at farms. Yeah. Where they grow rabbit well, and the rabbit is delicious. Here we, too. Had, we had rabbits here. We didn't we prefer just, them. Uh, we I'd preferred, rather have chicken. I'd rather have chicken. And yeah. you, you frankly it's, don't like chicken. It's like nice it's, to be, have redundancy in your yeah. protein source. But if you have enough chicken that you're not worried about that, then yeah, that's all. You and need to worry we about. fill the gaps. Now we could be filling the gaps with fish. We yeah. just haven't explored that avenue here. There's a lot yeah, of fish in here. Yeah, we've been getting a lot of mussels and stuff, but like as far as like, yeah. we could probably just get a whole tuna one day if we just went to the dock. We just haven't. Yeah, we just haven't. Yeah. So it, that's a thing we haven't explored. That's on us. We, that's our homework <laughs> for the week. <laughs> we fill the gaps with uh, beef. Yeah. Let's take two seconds mm-hmm. to talk about the off-grid prep family line of planners, particularly the ultimate homesteading planner, which you can find on Amazon for fifteen ninety-nine. You mean your decade-long opus of brilliance it's everything that's normally in my binder yeah in a and planner you, you reshuffled it into a book Brilliant, it's in a book brilliantly now. i might add this is what keeps our house running it homestead is. homeschool pantry daily chores home-based business yep. preppy stuff kids it's all lo- in here kids love a plan they, they love do. to have a plan they do daddy not so much but you know <laughs> i'm weird it's 500 pages it has room for six home learners or six family members or six little side hustle home business things like your social media type stuff if you need to keep track of that. It has all sorts of inventories and uh, stock records, laying records, and a bunch of preppy emergency preppy stuff at the end. Uh, you can find it on Amazon, $15.99. I sold too. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> you did. Whoever bought I was one, so impressed. thank you. Please message me and tell me how it goes. <laughs> okay, moving on. What are we talking about? Rabbits. Okay, having some animals drastically cuts your gardening budget also because you get free fertilizer. Yeah. And you can turn your kitchen waste and your garden weeds into eggs or now, meat. Yes. However. Uh huh. I need to point this out. If you have chickens, mm-hmm. you cannot let them in your garden mm. until your garden has reached a certain stage of maturity. Yeah. Our chickens go in the garden now. But our garden's three months old? Four yeah, months old? Like it's August now. So they will June, July, scratch August. up. It's mostly three months old. They will make a mess. They destroy everything. They also they can't make as much of a diggy mess in our garden because we use landscape fabric, so yes. there isn't that like fluffy yeah. dirt. Chickens are the best of the fowl yeah and they're evil they are yeah. carnivores they're They'll looking for, for everything whatever. actually no they're not carnivores they're, they're omnivores. omnivores yeah they so, also really like my swiss chart uh screw you 10th grade biology because yeah, right? you were wrong okay thanks teachers thanks public school yeah wonderful um let's think uh learning to can is also a helpful skill it is not the most economical thing to can if you're not getting your food for free, mm-hmm. but it's a skill that you need to learn ahead of time and you need to get the equipment and the experience and the recipes and like know your way around the whole canning thing. 
We even if you do not yet have that big garden. Yeah, pressure canning is best. Mm -hmm. We spent years struggling with water bath mm -hmm. canning and constantly getting leakages and, and just it's, it's bad technique. Oven canning is amazing, but you really have to. Technically, you're not supposed to oven can. We oven can. We oven can. You it's know the what best thing. We, do? Shh. we reuse jars, and sometimes lids if they look. Okay. Wait, you're not supposed to reuse jars. Well, no, like That's, say, you, say you buy a jar uh -huh. of pasta sauce. Oh, and it some comes of with our metal lid. Some, some of, of our best jars are yeah. the jam jars. They are. They're amazing. We'll reuse those. Yeah. I know, like hundreds We're, of people who reuse those. You're not supposed to. If there isn't a nick on the top of the glass, and the wax seal is good all the way around, yeah. and on the and underside pops, of the lid, right? right? If it's yeah. not rusty on the underside, and it pops down, you're good to go. You're fine. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. all of the things that you'll find out there are the root of just yeah. business. So I'm not your mom. I'm not going to tell you not to or to do something. You can yeah, make your own. Pay call. attention. Yeah. We would recommend, and this, I guess, ties into the book we have coming out next week, one year of food at all times. Yeah. Some things we store two or more years worth, like pickles, jams, condiments. We just take make a ton one year, and then mm -hmm. we take the next year off. Or we buy from sales like flash food. Right, and then we just get like If there's a, a glut of hot sauce, we buy it. Yeah. Um, this also cushions the blow if you have a bad harvest year the next year, yeah, right? Yeah, which we've had. And fruit kind of seems to take alternate years with that. Mm -hmm. So then you're just sort of topping off your reserve every year of your pantry, and you can just sort of maintain that supply and add your seasonal stuff. Yep. Uh, another thing, oh, speaking of like flash food and stuff, mm -hmm. only store what you will actually eat. Yeah. It's not... You know. We did talk about ramen the other day and yeah. how there's all this bad press. It's food. It's fine. It doesn't hurt the tummy. Yeah. It fills the void. But it's better to have six cans of the tuna that you'll eat than a case of 48 smoked clams that you will not eat. Ugh. I like seafood and that, when you said <laughs> that, I just got a little queasy. So, smoked. just because oh. it's a good deal, it doesn't mean yeah. you need to That's how you get store. gout, people. Um, items that we always have on hand. I mean, we always have a lot of items on hand, but let's just be general. Mm -hmm. Grains and legumes. Yep, flour. Yeah, meat and protein. Mm -hmm. Fats and oils. Sweeteners, which we also use for like canning, right? Yep, sugar. The pantry staples like baking soda, baking powder, yeast. Um, fruits and veggies, that would be like one of my last priorities frankly yeah, it is you because need the calories you can grow some sprouts you can yeah. grab a handful of dandelion greens like you're not gonna die there's wild raspberries no nobody's getting scurvy but here. you are gonna die if all you have is fruit yeah uh, like, and then convenience foods mm -hmm. like uh, canned soup whatever easy sort of stuff and mm -hmm. then comfort foods like yeah, fun stuff chocolate coffee mm -hmm. yeah Wait, coffee's a comfort food? Well, I don't know. To me, that's an essential. Should that have come first? I don't know. That's all I had for breakfast today. <laughs> oh, no. I had little cottage cheese. champions. Yeah. Okay. Also, when you're living off-grid and you're kind of disconnected, so to speak, you, don't you would be surprised how, how much less you eat. Yeah. I don't know what it is. And we're like I can theorize, but it doesn't matter. wood and building stuff. We're and doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. You yeah. just don't need as much. 
Uh, tips for success when you're mm. cooking on a budget or cooking from food storage. Yeah. Number one, save your leftovers and plan like times to use them. Oh yeah, within a couple of days. Yeah. Tops. So we plan for a leftover lunch every three or four days max. Yep. Um, each week in our meal plan, we kind of plan for five lunches and then two empty spaces for leftovers. Yep. There's always leftovers, and yeah, yeah within a few days. We always use yeah. them up, and whatever the tiny amount that doesn't get used up goes to the chickens. Yeah, so then we turn it into an egg. That's right. The most expensive food you buy is the food you throw away. Mm-hmm. Number two. I like that. It's a good line. Save the scraps. Mm-hmm. Bread scraps, like the heel of bread. Is it called the heel? Yeah, the heel. Who, uh, one of our kids calls it the hoe. What? Because everyone touches it, but nobody wants to take it. Oh my god, <laughs> which kid is that? We need to talk about that. That's a... Uh... <laughs> I think it was on a movie. Oh my god. <laughs> I did... <laughs> okay. Like a Ferris Bueller line. Like a movie that we yeah. thought was fine, and then and there's then one line it in it, and you're like, Oh my god! Like, that is not a What thing. have I done? Much like my <laughs> blessed childhood 80s they don't even. The kids don't even know what it means, and they just they repeat just it. They just think it's hilarious. Okay. <sighs> you will use your bread scraps for stuffing, for thickening meatloaf, French toast, uh, float it on top of your French onion soup, mm -hmm. turn it into some croutons, right? Also, veggie peels. Not potatoes, but like... Mm. They don't eat the potatoes. The ground no, will eat the potatoes. No, I mean saving. Like the onion skins and stuff for broth. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, bones, little bits of meat and fat. Um, we put them in a bag in the freezer. And you put in like your onion peels and your carrot tops and your celery leaves and other little bitties. And when the bag's full, you make broth. Mm -hmm. Right? You just like add some seasonings, cover it with water, simmer it for like eight hours, strain it, and you can pressure can it or freeze it or just use it in some soup. Yeah, we made a lot of great broth this year. Yeah, and oh, and you can put it in risotto, and then you've got like the easiest, most yummy meal ever when you've mm -hmm. forgotten that dinner exists. Yeah. Number three. 365 days a year, three meals a day plus snacks. It's a lot of cooking. That wasn't in the marriage brochure. No, no one told me. No. Yeah. Nor I. Make it from scratch. Um, just about every recipe that we use is from scratch, right? Yeah, 90%. It's the cheapest and it's the healthiest way to cook. It is. Um, we don't make anything that takes any special equipment nope. or fancy ingredients. Um, we keep some time-saving ingredients on hand so that we have the option to use them if we're in a hurry. Mm -hmm. So like if dinner spaghetti, I have the ingredients to make the homemade noodles, but I also probably have a pack of spaghetti in my pantry. Yeah. I don't currently. No. But, but I try to. At least but in the winter I we try really to learned how to make pasta this yeah, year. Yeah, we're pretty fast at it now. It's hardly oh, the so the homemade good. pasta cooks so much faster. I'm not convinced that it's faster to use a box. No. No, but it's really not. That's only if you have eggs. Yeah. That's only a convenience thing, yeah. but now pasta is tripled in price yeah. and you can't get it. And it's still dirt cheap to make it yourself. Yeah. The pasta from the store also doesn't have any eggs in it, which, in that's my opinion, is an abomination. Yeah. It's awful. Uh, number four, give yourself some grace. If you're like just starting out, right, you're going to want to can like all the foods. Mm -hmm. You're going to want to can applesauce and fruit and jam and tomatoes and ketchup and soup and salsa. But if you're just starting out, 
and you just need to get your pantry filled. Yeah. Just go ahead and purchase some good quality canned soup, sauces, condiments. And there are actually a lot of times when purchasing that nice organic jarred tomato from Costco is more economical anyways. Those peppers. Yeah. We got those Costco peppers. What did that cost? It was $8 for three liters of pickled peppers. Three, almost a gallon Yeah. for $8. That's what gas costs now. Yeah, and they're really good. And we've been using them for at least a month. Yeah. Um, also, if you're going to buy stuff from the store just to get your pantry rolling, you can buy store brands. That saves you a ton of money. Mm -hmm. It's probably made in the same factory. That's actually kind of, that ties into the, the peppers. Hmm. With this whole economy of incredible inflation and things yeah. skyrocketing, it's chaotic because yeah. bad people are trying to push things through ahead mm -hmm. of time to pay for yachts or whatever. I assume, yeah. I don't, I don't know. If yeah. I had a yacht, I'd try and put gas in it. <laughs> I don't. But anyway, the the result of this, the, the natural result of whatever you want to call the yin-yang, you mm -hmm. know, things happening. Mm-hmm is that there are crazy deals out there. There are. There are. They're insane because yeah. the the so front end... you have to constantly be checking those prices, like the price per ounce. The front end workers at the grocery store, the yeah. managers, they have no idea what's going on. No. They have been completely so disconnected. So it's not like they're going to bump up the store brand no. because this brand went up. They like can't think. They don't have thing. room to like yeah. process agenda. So you got to be checking your prices. We do have yep. a price comparison worksheet in every one of our planners. Yep. Um, also, if you buy items in jars, you can reuse them for canning if you're naughty like me. <laughs> and I would suggest it because that's a dollar right there that you saved. There every you time you buy something in a jar with a metal lid with a little poppy, poppy, poppy top. Yeah. You know, the one that goes doo, 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 like Snapple. Yeah, like Snapple. Then you can reuse it. Um... It's not all about money, I know, but, like, you don't have to can all the things. No. Okay. Number five. Get your kids involved. Teach them young. Yeah. If you're making everything from scratch, you can easily end up being in the kitchen mm -hmm. all day. Because long. something... Kids need to be taught yeah. something. They are... They're so eager Craving to information. Yeah. So you have to supply them with and some if, kind if of you information. you don't let them help... It doesn't take very long before they don't want to help, and then and they you don't get care. these sullen teenagers yeah. who have no skills. Yeah, and and all of our teenagers have gone through those phases. We recognize them, and we put in the extra effort yeah. to, to yeah. read. Yeah, even even if they are helpful, yeah, they still hit like twelve or thirteen. And you're like, why are you a miserable person now? And then you have to like bring them back into the fold, and then like a few months later, they're fine. Yeah, again. every teenager hits that age, and it's like a, a lot of a reset occurs. Yeah, in their brain, but. Our oldest is, he's going to be 18 this I year. Know, he's going to be an adult. And he's been through many phases. His sister's been through these phases. And mm -hmm. now we recognize them. And it just it just takes extra diligence mm -hmm. and extra effort. Yeah. I mean, make that space in your life it's, that you it's can more work. put in that effort. It's just like um, having your kids help in the kitchen, right? It's mm -hmm. more work now. Yeah. But if you put in the time and effort, it's less work for you later. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The but, organization, that's your thing. It, yeah, but it's incredible. Like, it's not always as quick as just doing it yourself and it gets a little messy. But you'd be surprised how quickly they're able to just create a whole meal without your help all on their own. Mm-hmm. 
So we're trying to raise capable, independent, and, helpful humans. And they have a pride of ownership. Yeah. You know, when they get to create something that they've thought of. Yeah, even little kids. It's like, I washed the, the yeah, beans. It and is. then everyone's yeah. like, wow. And then they actually eat it. Mm-hmm. Most kids age 10 and up could prepare any meal if you just gave them the tools to do so. Mm-hmm. Not like a deep fried thing that's my line of when i let kids help is like they've got to be like 13 or older to deep fry but anything else they can do just about all of it other than maybe like lifting a heavy pot full of boiling water to drain it or something yeah last tip enough is as good as a feast Mm -hmm. that's my grandma's saying it's a good one uh encourage your family to just find some satisfaction in one reasonable serving of good wholesome food none of this like seconds and thirds and ridiculous just gluttony the last 10 15 years of food show gluttony feel like you're stuffed at every meal if you're like opening your belt like that's not that's a quick path to obesity after dinner you clean your kitchen top to bottom and you symbolically close it for the night mm, so that mm-hmm. you don't have stragglers constantly coming in and nibbling at things and just keep making it dirty if you make yep. it look nice and clean and shiny nobody's going to want to touch it because they're not going to be one the person to like leave a bunch of crumbs on the counter no and uh one thing that we've noticed in the last year or two is you and i we both struggled with not being overweight but just like food in general yeah right like from from young ages like our both of our mothers were heavy weight watchers users and also very heavy women yeah i think it was all very psycho it's a pretty common theme yeah and we of course constantly was like these weird thinking about thoughts and eating being yeah you were hungry when you shouldn't have been and yeah anyway with our diligence and i'm not saying this is an all winning formula but Mm -hmm. i've noticed like all of our kids are they're healthy like yeah, they're they don't slim have that food insecurity no thing. they don't think about food like yeah. when they get hungry they want to eat and they and the also big don't boys will eat a lot but they also don't think like oh i feel fat i'm not gonna oh, eat that like, no that never, never occurs to them occurs to them and i think i hope that you know more people our age are experiencing the same thing after yeah, the same kind of we can do better awful awful food yeah. traumas and all it all that did was create hungrier people simply for selling groceries yeah it's psychotic to so s- to sell or like the psychosis that we're all witnessing today this is not new this is yeah. the result of generations of programming yeah but you can't break it mm-hmm. we have well, yeah. our kids have yeah and uh we have to be more mindful yeah. like late night snacking is a really hard habit to break mm-hmm. uh, but it's amazing how quickly if you have a tight food supply or a tight grocery budget adding one late night mini meal can really blow that food supply it really the can budget. yeah you want to so balance if that. you haven't planned for that mm-hmm. you can really mess up your one year of food by adding a little yeah. snickety snack every evening but once again being off the grid or even even metaphorically metaphor- off the grid just detached yeah. we are I- i'm shocked at how less we eat yeah or how little we eat well also we eat real food so you mm-hmm. don't have those like giant gaps in nutrition right that, like make you crave crave things. real food yeah. yeah and we do do desserts just about every day we'll have something sweet like some cookies or a pie or i don't know we had haystacks today but it's all ingredients that we know what's in it and yeah. we can pronounce them and 
it keeps you from wanting to like go to like McDonald's or buy something gross from that middle part of the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't imagine going and eating that Oreo now or something. Like, ew, ew. Yeah, that'd be really gross. Yeah. Okay. I think that's all we got for you today. Yeah. If you found this helpful, it would be helpful to us if you would share it with a friend or stick it on social media. We would really, really appreciate it. And we can always tell when you guys do. So thank you. All right. Today's quote is kind of funny, but like kind of scary. (laughs) It's Thomas S. Monson. Many more people could ride out the storm-tossed waves in their economic lives if they had their year's supply of food and were debt-free. Today, we find that many have followed this counsel in reverse. They have at least a year's supply of debt and are food-free. Okay, everybody. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Good night. Bye.